Hello, and welcome to Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate, a show about buying and selling homes in Montana and the power realtors and power lenders that make that happen. We are your hosts, Colleen Wood. And I'm Alicia Retz. Each week, we will discuss the housing market, how to navigate it, and what questions you need to be asking yourself along the way. But that's not all. We will also dive into how to navigate the ins and outs of being leaders in business and how to build a robust and dynamic team within that business and navigating the world as a career-driven professional, all while raising a family. Join us as we share our highs and lows in real estate, business ownership, and motherhood. You know, I just went and messed that up again. How about you? Oh my gosh, constantly making mistakes. Okay, I have a saying. I make tons of mistakes, but Uh I never make the same mistake twice. Oh, sometimes I do. (laughs) Sometimes I do. Sometimes it takes me a few times to learn the lessons. And, but you know, every mistake that I do make, I'm starting to get excited about it because it's like one mistake that I, that I can tuck away and I can get, be stronger on the other side. Right. And I start, have started to look for how can I be stronger? I do that whole 72 hours of suck, of feeling awful, of feeling like my life has just ended. And then and in that 72 hours, it's like, how are you going to come out of this? And, you know, Lord help my family or, or my team, because I just get in the zone of figuring out what the next step is. I, you know, I recently made a pretty significant mistake, got bit in the ass over it and, you know, had that whole 72 hours of suck, but within two days I had it fixed. Right. And, and we're way stronger. We're way, way, way stronger on the other side of it. So now I'm starting, I'm getting to where it's like, I'm excited about failure. You always say eat the frog first. And that's the best advice. Cause when you make a mistake, making the phone call to tell someone where the mistake happened, the hardest part is making the phone call. And it's never, ever, ever as bad as you think it's going to be. And Never. once you're off the phone, it's done. And even if it's an awful one, you still, you know what? You still have your family. You still have your health. Like things are still the moving forward. The phone keeps ringing. The phone keeps ringing. Mm-hmm. And um, actually just finishing my continuing ed, one of the things oh. I was looking at, yeah. I haven't even started. so many One of the things I love that I saw was for all the things that go to the viol- get violations and go in front of committee with a client. Right. Um, and it was one of the questions like, what's the number one thing people ask for? Is it compensation? Is it all these different things? And the number one thing people actually want is an apology. Yeah. And they just want the ownership of where you made the mistake. And when you can say that and you own it and, and not, if it's not your fault, then don't do it. But if you really did make a mistake saying it, it really does make a lot of things better. I think that that's imperative. Yeah. You have to in business, you know, real estate, especially because we're messing with people's lives. Yep. And for the most part, and, you know, we're messing with their money, which people get real sensitive about their money. And I do too. And so absolutely being strong enough and professional enough to say, hey, I apologize. And you can say apologize. So then you don't feel, you know. Right. Like we, it's stronger. It, it's, it is stronger. You can say, I apologize that this, that this affected you the way that it did and that you had to stay in a hotel for a night. And, you know, I absolutely hate that. I know exactly what that would feel like, especially with your little people and your dog. And, you know, that's horrible. And I just want to be able to make it as right as I possibly right. can. And so I'm happy to pay for your hotel room. I'm happy to buy you an expensive dinner tonight. It's not going to be... Pizza Hut. Right. You know, and trying to make it right, but just calling a spade a spade. I mean, I think one of the most frustrating things for me is when other people make mistakes in business, how they're not willing to be accountable for them, how they don't have the integrity to provide some sort of compensation or not, not just compensation, but just like 
just make it right with me. Right. Just, I don't need, I don't need to come out on top of this. I just, I just needed to make it right. Exactly. There's been so many deals I've done with agents where they clearly have made the mistake, but I just want to make it better. So I'll figure out the way to, to work it out, but they cannot own it. I had a deal with a fantastic agent in town and it really wasn't my mistake. It was more my buyer's mistake, but I totally owned it, took care of it. I had to give some money and ended up writing her an offer on something else a few months later. And she said, because of the way I handled that transaction, there was two offers that were really similar. She's like, I really pushed for them to work with you because I know wow. that you're a stand-up agent and you're you going to do the right thing. Yeah. And so basically what I found, whatever you put out there, the more money I spend, the more I give back in, whether it's the work or money, whatever ways I give back, you get back tenfold. Yeah. And Bozeman's small enough that working well with other agents and owning your mistakes with them or your clients, it comes back to you in a in good way. It does. It does. And you know what? You're right. There's sometimes it's part of it is owning up to the mistakes that your team has made because they're doing, right. they're operating with behind your name. I had to write a big check um, in order to keep two transactions together. They were simultaneous transactions in order to keep them together, um, even though it was totally the buyer's fault but my team should have caught it a little bit ahead of time. And it was a totally a rookie mistake on the buyer's side and my team should have caught it and they didn't catch it. And so we wrote checks and I called all the people and apologized to all the people as if it was my own. You know, I wasn't me that missed it, but that doesn't matter. They don't care. They right. don't care who missed it. They just need to be seen. I recently had a not so great transaction uh, run in with um, Expedia and I had booked a lot of plane tickets for a lot of money and they completely destroyed my reservation. They booked it <gasps> and then I'd booked the tickets first class and then they had changed the the longest leg of the flights to coach and they were just hoping that I wouldn't notice that and they kept the cost of the ticket the same yep. for six people. And I was talking to this poor guy who was obviously from India and I'm like, I know it's not your fault, but I need you to hear me and I need you to actually care that this is affecting me yes. this way. I need you to do something. I need you to try to care. And he was like, you know, the more upset he got, the faster he talked and then I couldn't understand what he was saying. But, you know, it was like nobody cared how that we were inconvenienced and we were getting the privilege of paying so much for coach, you know, nosebleed seats right. across the more ocean. More excitingly, where are you going? We're going, we go to Hawaii Yay. in February. Oh, and I, such um, a good time to go. It's so miserable here in February. You know, I always, every year, my husband calls it my February fit. And so that's how we've learned to remedy it. And I have started to really love taking my family. And so I take, I'm taking my in-laws and I'm taking a friend, a friend of my son's. And, you know, it's, we don't really do big, big travel like that. All the travel that I do is for work. I don't go, I don't take my family, you know, traveling. We, we love where we live and we, we vacation right here in our backyard. But that's the only place that we do go. And I, you know, made a promise to myself a long time ago that I only fly first class. And I went, uh, flying with elderly folks and young people in the nosebleeds, in a nosebleed seat all the way over the uh, Pacific Ocean, all the way to Hawaii. It's is worth it. Absolutely. Well, th well, that's what they booked my ticket as I had, I had booked it as first class. And it's absolutely horrendous to fly that far um, and coach. And I'm not doing it. I'm My husband's the same way. He paying. won't. He won't fly coaching. I, I'm not paying I'm little, that money. For so it. I'm little. So I'm like I'm fine. I can sit anywhere. But yeah. flying with him, sit next to him. My husband has 40 inch inseams. So oh for him, goodness. for him, flying and coach is miserable. And and the air is just better. In 
They the were they were not willing to give me the coach price. They were going to keep my price at the first class price and then fly me first class from Bozeman to Salt Lake and then on the way back from Salt Lake to Bozeman, which if you've ever done that, you know that first class flying into Bozeman is absolutely a waste of your money. Oh, totally. It's complete it's always a puddle jumper. It's never worth your money, but they were willing to keep those as first class and took took my two um, over over ocean plane rides, which were one of them is a night flight and stick them in coach. So I just wanted somebody to hear me. We have a rough life. No, I I know it's awful. (laughs) (laughs) You know, no, but I hear you. So the mistake that was made, if there was just even some acknowledgement. It would have gone a long way. Yeah. And that's what we need to do for our clients. Yep. And not just our clients, but like on personal level too. Like, you know, say you're sorry to your spouse for, or sorry to your kid. You know, Honestly, I think that's so important when I snap at my girls. I mean, it could be them, but oftentimes it's just my stress. And when I apologize to them, they're so great about it. And it means so much to them. It means so like, much. Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have snapped at you. I would just got uh-huh. a bad It's not call. cheap. Like it gets cheap to adults. No, exactly. Yeah. It means so much to them. And I think apologizing to our kids is something that's maybe not done enough. Yeah. That, yeah. And let them know it's, well, that wasn't you. That was me. How quick are you to say you're sorry to your husband? Okay. So yeah, we, we talked about this once. <laughs> I know. And yeah. So I brought it up to him because I didn't realize it until I said it to you the way we apologize. Oh, really? So I apologize very quickly when I snap or do something little or like little things. I apologize very quickly. And then the big things he apologizes for. Yeah. Like when we're really in a fight, he'll be the first to say sorry. But like if he snaps at me, I'd never get an apology. Like if he was just rude coming home and, you know, not terrible, he won't apologize for those things. Yeah. Yeah. And it was one of those eye openers when I said it to you. I'm like, that's a big thing. Cause and he'll get mad at me. He's like, well, I'll be the one to apologize in the morning. And then so I brought it up. I'm like, yeah. You will probably, <laughs> but, <laughs> Fact. but you've never apologized or very rarely apologized to me when you just come home and in a bad mood. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys, you said you were the same way, we're right? We're the same way. Yeah. My husband is very quick to apologize when it comes to the bigger things. And even if he hasn't made a mistake, even if it's just me, You're really, right. you know, he's the first one to say, I'm sorry. And to, and to say that it, because it was a mistake between the two of us and we want, we want things to get back on track quickly, but I take, it takes me a little bit yep. longer to Same. admit that I've done something wrong in our relationship generally, because I don't know, I think it's so emotional and your heart gets so attached to your stance on it, that it's hard to kind of turn it around in your mind and head it in another direction. So, but have I told you about the peanut? No. Okay. So when we got married 14 years ago or however long it's been, the person who married us told us this story about these peanuts falling in coconut jars. And then the monkeys would put their hand in the coconut jar, have the peanut and their hand would get stuck and they wouldn't be able to get their hand out. And so the whole moral of the story is when you're frustrated and stuck, but you're ready to let things go, just drop the peanut. So he gave us a peanut. It's in our house. And anytime we're in a funk, one of us will say, Hey, you ready to drop the peanut? And we won't and the other thing, though, is if we say we're going to drop the peanut, it's dropped. There's wow. been times when he'll be like, you ready to drop the peanut? I'm like, no, not yet. No, nope. <laughs> not, <laughs> not yet. ready. Like, don't even bring up the peanut. But it is a thing, an analogy in our relationship that works really well. And when we that. say that, it's truly over. I love that. Yeah. And it, it really is. I mean, you you have to decide what you're, what what hill you're going to die on. Exactly. You know, what cross you're going to bear. Because is it really worth the complete and total destruction of your of your marriage? You really want to pack around that guilt? Right. And no. Or just especially no. you're the person, the most important person in your life who's like your best friend, just to sit around and be angry. It's not worth it. Doesn't feel Drop good. that peanut. Drop the damn peanut. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today. 
Tune in next week for another episode of Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate.